Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. I'll be joined by Bram Hillsman on today's show to break down last night's win and discuss Steph Curry's ascending to the top of the Warriors' all-time leaderboards with a scintillating performance against the Nuggets. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Wednesday afternoon to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Steph Curry on Monday became the Warriors' all-time scoring leader, passing Wilt Chamberlain's previous record of 17,783 points. And other than all of the history around this and the fact that it came in a 53-point performance and a big win over the Nuggets, this is just really cool, I think, for Warriors fans. And when I need a true Warriors fan's perspective, I call Bram Hilsen of the popular Warriors podcast, Warriors Huddle. And Bram, I know you're watching... Last night's game. Take me through your night watching Steph break Wilt's record and just sort of the emotions that you were feeling. It was a interesting evening. My emotions were all over the place. So to be honest with you, man, I'm still not totally over the Wiseman injury. You know, I was all excited to watch this guy develop. And after he goes down with the torn meniscus and we are hearing that he's probably out for the full year, I enter into last night's game kind of pissy. You know, I, I knew how close Steph was, and I was excited to see him achieve that milestone, but my mind was elsewhere. And then Curry goes, you know, full human flamethrower in the first quarter. I slowly forget about Wiseman, quickly realize that he's on the precipice of the Wilt record. And then after he gets it, I forgot Wiseman entirely. So it wasn't just incredible, you know, I mean, and, and it was, and I know we're going to get into it, but equally as important, and it's a weird word to use for the accomplishment, it was cathartic, Wes. You know, it took all this frustration I've had from this year and all this pissiness and, and this lack of direction and then reminded me where I am. I am watching the greatest player to have ever played for my team possibly be as powerful and as successful as he's going to be throughout his career. So it was an awesome meeting. Yeah, you hit on something there and we could get into the game itself and how it was a big win. And we could talk about Wiseman's injury if you want. But I, I think the important thing there is that cathartic experience, because this is a really cool thing for Warriors fans. And I don't think that it's just, I don't think it's a little thing. I do think it's important uh, to use your other word. Uh, this is, a rare thing in today's NBA, in this era of player movement. There are not many players who stick around for 12 years the way that Steph has and can do something the way that Steph is doing in that he has just become the the franchise leader in points. He had already this year become the franchise leader in assists. He's the franchise leader in three-pointers. He's By next year, he's going to be the franchise leader in games played, minutes played. He'll probably end up being the franchise leader in steals, in field goals made, which would also overtake Wilt. Uh, it, it It's just a really neat thing where you look around the league and you have a guy like LeBron who, this is not a referendum on player movement. I don't mean to criticize it. I don't really care about having that conversation right now. But uh, just the fact is that LeBron won championships in three different cities and he's in the record books for three different cities 
but he's not going to have the longevity with one franchise the way that Steph did. James Harden's not going to have that. Kevin Durant doesn't have that. And so Steph, in in a way, is sort of hearkening back to those the Michael Jordans, the Dwayne Wades, the Dirk Nowitzkis, and and those kinds of players, the Kobe Bryant's, who stayed with one franchise. And there's just something about that that matters for fans and that I, I don't think we should take for granted. Again, not a referendum, not a criticism of player movement. It is good for the league overall. But a player staying in one franchise the way Steph has is really, really awesome and just great for that individual fan base. And I don't think we should take it for granted or make light of this accomplishment. So you obviously hate player movement, which I really you know, <laughs> respect and support. Uh, no, man, of course you're right. I mean, here's one of the random upsides of Steph's achievement. It gave us our own franchise player back. Here's what I mean. When you look back at the Warriors, there's names that pop out, right? We talk about Run TMC. Um, there are superstars in the past, including Rick Barry. But the name that he passed, Wilt Chamberlain, I've never felt an in particular connection to. In fact, when you look at that picture, you know, the, the, the one picture we all associate with Wilt when he's holding up the 100, his jersey reads Philadelphia. It doesn't even say Warriors, right? There, there has never been, at least for me, an immediate connection between Bay Area Warrior fans and, and Wilt Chamberlain. Mm. To have Steph pass him and have him now be our franchise guy, even though he already previously was, I feel like we have a much more well-established relationship with this player, principally because of everything that you just described. He's been with us from the start. But now to have his face associated as opposed to Wilt is another, I don't know, bonus of it because we have a shared history with that guy. I, I want to take this back to to sort of my personal experience with it because it's well established that I am not a Warriors fan. That's why I talk to you about these things. But I am a I did grow up a Miami Heat fan. And yeah, and, and you already brought up LeBron, which was I mean huge credit to you. And as long as I'm admitting something, let me also admit, as I was telling that whole uh Will Chamberlain picture thing, I was desperately Googling the picture, right? It just came up. I was right. It's in Philadelphia on his jersey. Thank God. That, that could have been could have been a little embarrassing for me. You know, people might have been doing it at the same time. I wouldn't have fact-checked you, but somebody definitely would have and been like, get this guy <laughs> off the podcast. He doesn't know what jerseys looked like in 1964 or whatever. Uh, he clearly knows nothing about Wilt pictures. I hate him. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I remember watching Dwayne Wade, obviously. He gets drafted to Miami in 2003 and is the reason why I fall in love with the Miami Heat. You know, I had grown up watching – uh, Tim Hardaway and and uh, Alonzo Mourning and those guys in the late 90s, but never fell in love with the team until Dwayne Wade, right? And I feel like for a generation of Warriors fans, it's very similar, who may remember in the late 90s those We Believe era teams that were lovable. And a lot of fans fell in love with those teams, but didn't, you know, they had the the upset over the Mavericks and all that, but didn't win at a high level. And then Steph Curry comes in, He's different. The Davidson stuff uh, that, that followed him. And then within a, a few years, it wasn't immediate, but within a few years, it felt like it was different. The Warriors were going to the I remember that those 2012 playoffs against the Clippers. Am I right? That was 2012 where um, you know, I, I remember I'm on the East Coast at that point. I'm still living on the East Coast in 2012. And so I'm staying up until one o'clock in the morning for those playoff games. And I just remember watching Steph and, and realizing what it was that Warriors fans have been talking about, that this guy was different. And I'm like, oh no, this guy's different. I, this is, 
And then within three years, he was winning an MVP and a championship of that. So uh, I, I, again, picking it to a personal level here, I kind of watched Dwayne Wade's career. And by the end of it, yeah, there was the, 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 the championship in 2006. There was the big three era. There was all of that stuff. That, and that was where the national media came in. And they were the talk of the NBA, the headliners of the NBA, marquee matchups every single night, ESPN, TNT, whatever it was. And then in 2014, LeBron James leaves. All that stuff happens. Uh, the, the attention goes to Golden State the attention, and the dynasty that was forming there. The attention goes to Cleveland where LeBron returned. And all of a sudden, you know, Miami Heat fans are just kind of left picking up the scraps at the end of the party. And, uh, and that, to me, is a very special time for Heat fans because – and look, Dwayne Wade left for a year and a half, but we don't count that because if you don't count Michael Jordan's sabbatical, we don't have to count D. Wade's. We're not going to talk about it. But he ends up finishing his career in Miami and starts ticking off those mile markers, all-time leader in points, all-time leader in – steals all-time leader and all these different things and now you look at that that page on basketball reference and it's just Dwayne Wade's name just over and over and over and over and over again Udonis Haslam pops up for rebounds that's it it's in uh and now I think Warriors fans are experiencing that level and I just remember how important that was for me as a Heat fan to watch that happen and then ultimately in 2019 Dwayne Wade retire with all of these records and all these accolades and everything that he has on his resume and this is, to me, the start of an of a intimate chapter for Steph Curry and his fans, right? And, and who have watched him score the first point and the 17th, 818th point where we're at now. Wait, uh, I didn't – Dwayne Wade played for Miami? I thought he only played in Cleveland for the oh, – that, that's really interesting. I appreciate uh, the perspective. I know jokes aside. Perspective is important also when we are trying to enjoy who the hell Steph Curry is, Matt. Look way back, right? Look at the people who Warrior fans were desperate to love and desperately wanted them to love us, but it just didn't work at all. Um, I mentioned Run TMC. Think of Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, incredible guy in our history. Where did he want his jersey to be retired? Miami. He left us, right? <laughs> Think of Weber when he came in. Weber was the shining reason why we were suddenly going to be relevant. He was the exact big man who Don Nelson needed. He left after one fucking year because they couldn't figure it out between he and the coach. They went through an era where they were bringing in people who were supposedly going to uh, pick up the mantle. We had people like Nick Van Exel, right? We had uh, uh, people like Mookie Blaylock. We had a series of these guys who came in and never did anything for us. Now look at what Steph Curry has been able to do. You know, he not only came in, he's not only put up the kind of success that is going to echo into history with the championships and the MVPs and all of that. He also bought into just being a warrior. You know, he shows up. They have a 19-win season. He is taking to social media, apologizing to the fans. Yeah. And that they're always going to figure he hurts his ankle. And instead of his career going the wrong direction, he restructures his contract that leads to things like Andre Iguodala and the dynasty that was ultimately built. You know, if if you look at how many players just punched us in the face, Wes, when all we wanted to do was love them and then compare them to Steph and everything he has done for the area, not just the team. Yeah, man, you know, this is our guy. And it is incredible to have the objective stats to, to show that he should be our guy going forward into perpetuity. 
Let's take a break to talk about Locker Room. It's time to get in on Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. As you may know, I've been using Locker Room this season to host live mailbag episodes where I field questions about the Warriors on the app. It's sort of like an old-school sports radio call-in show, but easier than ever to join, hang out, and talk. Locker Room is a free, audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, and react to the biggest news. I'll be hosting rooms every week, so make sure to keep those notifications on and come through. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the Warriors or NBA group. Follow me at WC Goldberg to be notified when my room goes live. Let's talk about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all of the parts you need for your car, especially now while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, without the markup that you find at chain stores and car dealerships. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then find their How Did You Hear About Us box and write Locked On so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You mentioned the tweet there. He actually brought that up last night. I asked him in the post-game press conference, what does this mean, you know, in this era of player movement? Kind of talking to him about this thesis that I'm sort of working on with you right now. And he said that he brought up that tweet to, or somebody brought it up to him (laughs) the last couple of days. The promise to all Warriors fans, we will figure this thing out. If it's the last thing we do, we will figure it out. A legendary tweet goes into the lore of Warriors fandom. And he said, quote, I had no idea what I was talking about back in my rookie year, but I had so much confidence in myself and what I was capable of at this level. Uh, And Dub Nation has seen that growth and progress and a little bit more facial hair. It's a special bond of that drive to a championship, the three rings we got, this new reset and climb and trying to get back there. But there's always just this accumulation of moments and memories and the whole deal that it's all been here. It's been my only NBA experience and it's been amazing. I wouldn't have it any other way. That to me is just really cool. I'm sorry. I, I, it's, it's just, that's really cool. It's, it's really cool compared to Anything, pick yeah. any story, any player, anything. It's really cool. Compared to what we had when they brought in Mookie Blaylock, West. They they traded away the pick. I mean, what a random thing to be sticking out of my mind. But they traded away the pick that would have became Jason Terry, and they got Mookie Blaylock. And I remember thinking, oh, we've got an all-star point guard. This is going to change everything. Within two or three months, West Mookie missed a uh, practice for no reason. They asked him about it. It's because he had a tea time at the same time. And when they pressed him, this was in a press conference, when they pressed him, well, aren't you the captain of the team? Didn't they just bring you in? His quote back was, just the, uh, just the fact that I am a captain does not make me a leader of the team. And I remember thinking, what the hell are you talking about? But that's the kind of superstar <laughs> we were prepared to have forever. You know, that, that's who Warrior fans were used to. Um, bring in like Latrell Sprewell. He, he starts speeding towards – his first playoff appearance, and then he chose our coach. You know, like every single time it was to anybody who was above competent, 
they disappeared. This person wasn't above competent. This is a generational player who will go down as one of the greatest to have ever touched a basketball. And he not only came here, he loved it here, set up a family here, and established a dynasty here. You know, so these things don't happen. You're not guaranteed this experience as a sports fan. I had written it off. I didn't think we were ever going to have it, at least not within the Warriors. So now that we are here, and we are not only going to look back, right? We get to look forward. He is still at mm-hmm. the top of his game. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I mean, it is. This, this is an incredible experience. Um, and it's worth saying, if you are a, I mean, I won't say new Warrior fan. If you started to root for the Warriors and Steph has always been in your life, pause occasionally and enjoy this. Yeah. It's not going to last forever. It's going to disappear, and once it does, chances are you're never going to see it again, ever. And, so, and you know, appreciate it. And an important part of this, right, is that Steph Curry was able to win with the team that drafted him. He didn't need to go seek All Stars. All Stars ended up complimenting and coming to him. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, to a certain extent, you know, Kevin Durant obviously did it for three years. But unlike, you know, Durant could have stayed in Golden State if he wanted to, and he could have not the longevity that Steph had, but he could have been in the record books in a way that he is not if he wanted to do that. But no, he wanted to do his own thing in Brooklyn and, and whatever. But even if Kevin Durant, I don't care how many banners he puts up at Barclays, Brooklyn will never love him the way that the Bay area loves Steph. And again, not a criticism of Durant, not a referendum on player movement, but this is something that I think at least star players should consider and maybe will consider when they start, you know, I keep talking about the thing that Steph is doing, like it's some sort of dinosaur thing. I mentioned Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. They retired in 2019. It feels like a lifetime ago that we had the send off for Kobe Bryant. That was 2016. So it's not as yeah. if like we're talking about Larry Bird and, and, and Michael Jordan and, and you know, uh, those kinds of players. But uh, you look around the league and there's just, all right, what star player is in position right now to do what Steph is doing? Uh, I, I think about Houston Rockets fans, the way that they so defended James Harden for years, only for Harden at the beginning of the year to just say, you know what, I don't want to be here. I want to go to Brooklyn and that new thing that's going on over there. And that must be heartbreaking if you're a Rockets fan, because you are the only people in the league who liked and defended James Harden for years, for years. But because he couldn't win at that level, the way that Steph was able to win in Golden State, he ultimately packed up his bags and forced his way out in an ugly way and just kind of shitting on the fans. And and that's where I kind of have the problem is where James Harden, I don't think, like, look, I don't think he owes anything to the fans or whatever. I, I really, I'm trying not to get into that that kind of debate, but to it was inconsiderate of the fans who defended him to leave the way that he did in the manner Absolutely in which he right. did it. And, and... And that's where I think now you, again, scan across the league. Steph's kind of the only guy, the, the, the Hall of Famer, the, the, the shoe-in Hall of Famer, still at the peak of his powers, who's at this point in his career. It's not going to be Durant. It's not going to be Harden. It's not going to be LeBron in L.A., right? Like, it will always be Kobe's town in Los Angeles. I just, like, I, I don't know if I'm missing something, but I'm just not really seeing who else, other than Steph, sort of occupies this territory. Damian Lillard, sure, maybe in Portland, but he's not going to win. He, he's not going to win a championship anytime soon. There, so it's a little bit different. I absolutely agree. So much so, I'm going to give you a super random analogy that probably won't land. So uh, <laughs> you can be nervous with. 
But from what I can tell, man, life essentially is just a collection of experiences, right? You're born as a baby, you've done nothing at the, you know, when you ultimately die, you've collected all of these experiences. And shared experiences are one of the greatest bases of, uh, of a relationship, either friendship, significant other, whatever it is. If you have done things with each other, right? That, that's, that's what establishes a relationship with somebody else. That's what we're talking about with Steph. You know, if when KD came over, the success that he provided was unbelievable. We are crazy grateful. And it was a hell of a three-year period. But the shared experiences we have with Steph as opposed to those with KD are entirely different, right? We, we, it's not just the years. It's everything. He went through the downsides with us. We went through his ankle injuries with him. We've done the re-signing. We've watched the team get completely restructured, both good and bad. Those shared experiences is what builds a relationship with a superstar. And the relationship the Bay has with Steph is unrivaled for all the reasons that both of us just said, you know, that you're absolutely right on. And I never pass an opportunity to shithouse James Harden, so I'll, I'll throw it in here. Harden didn't, you know, I can't. Uh, stand on the mountaintops and tell everybody that it was totally justified for Durant to come here and then turn around and say it was unjustified for Harden to leave. So I won't say that. It's up to him. If I want to leave my job and work somewhere else, I've got that right. So does James Harden. But what he should not have done is gone public about it. You know, what, what all those fans in Houston want first was to root for him. Then, okay, he's leaving. We at least want a competent team. What he guaranteed is that he fucked over those fans. The second he went public and told everybody they had to trade, what they got back was going to be crap by definition. You know, he, mm -hmm. he submarined his, his trade value, and because of that, he screwed over the fans. So I, I do. I think, I think he's culpable for that. I, I think that there is some blame on him. And, and look, you look across – you scan across – well, first of all, you use the word superstar there, and I think it's important to underline that because Warriors fans could be listening to this and saying, well, it's not going to just be Steph. It's going to be Clay Thompson. It's going to be Draymond Green. They're going to finish their careers here. Maybe they do. I don't know. They hope they do. And the Warriors, I think, hope that that ends up being the case, that they can win and achieve what they want to achieve with those guys intact. But those aren't – Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, as great and as important as they are to the Warriors and to the NBA, are not superstar the level that Steph Curry is superstar. They are not passing Wilt Chamberlain in anything the way that Steph Curry is passing Wilt in things. And that's – how rarefied what it is that we're talking about and why you can't take it for granted as great as James. I bring up James Harden, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, because they're all time greats. They are in what they're in the top 30, depending on your list. Right. And then if you're talking about LeBron and Durant, LeBron, probably top two Durant, probably top 11 or 12 player ever at this point, but they are not going to be able to accomplish the things that Steph did in one market. They're just not, they can't, it's impossible. And so you combine all time level greatness with guys like LeBron, Durant, Steph, you take all-time level greatness, the fact that you were able to win in one place the way that Steph was and that those players were not able to, uh, and the fact that his team never turned around and traded him and all these other things, and it's just, it's so rare that we see that. And that's why that when you talk about guys like that, it's such a short list. Let's take a break here to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is making the playoff push, and the NHL season and Major League Baseball are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. 
BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So I want to kind of spin this forward, Bram, and we kind of look across the league. Like, is there anybody who we think could be like? You look at a guy like Giannis who just signed an extension in Milwaukee. He's Luca, Luca, and Luca. Luca is the only guy. Yeah, um, and I don't, I don't even know why because Dallas had some success before and they won a championship with Dirk, so they don't have that like total lack the way that we've been. Although I guess we had. Um, Rick Barry beforehand. But if I had to mm-hmm. pick anybody, it would be Luca. But I tell you what he's missing, and it's and this is generalized, and I'm not even sure if it's on the money. But one of the things that is add to Steph's generational um, and I was gonna say talent, but this this doesn't fit in here, is his look, right? Steph looks like a normal human being playing amongst um, super powered, you know, Avengers. I mean, he he has the body type of someone you would associate with soccer, not basketball. And because of that, it's attracted so much more attention and so much more fame and so much more notoriety. Luca doesn't have that distinction. I'm not sure of, you know, if all the kids under eight are going to root for him, but I, I can see maybe um, he at least has the foundation to establish what Steph has. Who knows if he will? There's a hell of a lot of work done, you know, but yeah. if I had to pick somebody, that would probably be the guy. I, do you agree? What do you think? Is there, do, is there anybody out there you see? Luca's a, a name that I was looking at. Uh, Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. Uh, he already has yeah. the heart of Philadelphia. It feels like if they're ever going to split up him and Ben Simmons, it would be Ben Simmons that they trade, not Joel Embiid. Yep. And they yeah, could that make sense. It. And his personality and stuff. You know, he's got a, he's got a funny, and they went through the process with him. That makes sense. He's playing at an MVP level before a championship, the way that Steph did. Uh, I, I I think Embiid would be the guy. If but. It, again, we're talking, does does Embiid, I mean, Philadelphia, we're talking about a historic franchise. I mean, does he start taking off? Can he reach the level that Steph Curry can as far as being a great? And right. I'm yeah. atop of the list, atop of the Philadelphia 76ers charts. Now, we're, like, that's what I'm, that's why I'm talking about how rare this is. He could be the franchise player for the rest of his career and be among the greats in Philadelphia. But he can't, can he be the guy? the way that Steph was, the way that Dirk was. I mean, I, how much work does Luca have to do to pass Dirk? I don't right. know. That no, that's possible. right. Uh, Dwayne Wade. I mean, he is the guy as many and, and similar to Steph, right? You have maybe the greatest player of all time come through town and spend four years there. And Heat fans are like, yeah, LeBron was awesome. We appreciate the time. Dwayne Wade's the greatest Miami Heat player of all time. And it's inarguable that that is so. Uh, I think in Toronto, you could say that Kyle Lowry is that, but he didn't spend his whole career in Toronto. Uh, I think it's it's a similar emotion, similar feelings, but he's we're not talking about one of the all-time greats with Kyle Lowry. So I, I it's just it's so hard, right? And, I, and that's why I kind of go back. Embiid could do it. Don't get me wrong, he could do it in today's era. Uh, Giannis could do it. You would get like the Milwaukee Bucks fans who stayed with him, and you know everybody was clowning on him because he can't play in the playoffs and all this stuff. And then maybe if the Bucks break through, you know, with Drew Holiday now and whatever that Giannis could do something similar. I'm not, I'm not counting out Giannis just yet either. So, but beyond that, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, it's hard and to even say Zion could do it because who's going to stay in New Orleans that long. It's hard to imagine. And it requires such a specific combination 
right. of personality, of talent, of success, of circumstance. You know, it's, it's this recipe that is almost impossible to predict. So, I mean, I agree with you. all those people that you threw out there, you know, to, to borrow the phrase I used before, you know, they're at least establishing the possible foundation but that doesn't mean anything. You know, what that means is that they're at the start of the race and they still have to do everything that's Steph. Uh, so I, I can see mm -hmm. some future where Steph doesn't spend his entire career here. Not, not because he leaves, I think he signs this next contract, but like the Steph's game is going to mature remarkably well, right? And at some point, if he wanted to, he could probably play at the age of 40 and just take corner threes. Right. I can see at some point towards the end of his career playing a season in Charlotte, you know, yeah. not because he wants to leave Golden State just because his dad has, you know, played there and, and all that stuff, which leads to this question, because I, I need you to mentally prepare for this thing that hopefully never happens. When D-Wade left you, because I know your relationship <laughs> with Dwayne Wade, man, oh, you know, how, how much you care about the heat. I, were you okay? Like, how do you get through something like that? Do you, I mean, I heard you say before, you just pretend that it didn't happen. As it was happening, do you just not watch like Chicago and Cleveland games? Do you just accept it? Like, oh, uh, you know, he gets one for him. No, you go, so much to us. You, you go out of your way to watch Chicago and Cleveland games. And real <laughs> Heat fans blame the organization, not Dwayne Wade. That's what we're talking about. I got it. Okay. And, and, like it. and so you rooted for Dwayne Wade and you always said, and you put the good, karma out there hoping that he would come back and by the way there was always a belief in Miami that Dwayne Wade would come back there was never a thought that he would finish his career in Chicago or Cleveland look he grew up in Chicago that's his hometown he went and played in Chicago got paid there uh and everything like that maybe that's something that Steph could do hey I grew up in Charlotte I want to just do this knock it out it's always been on my you know wish list my bucket list or whatever uh but when you earn the equity that a guy like Dwayne Wade and Steph Curry have You've also earned the in historic. When we talk about this years from now in historical context, we just overlook it the way that we don't count that Michael Jordan played for Washington, the Wizards. We don't count the fact that Michael Jordan played for a different team in another sport. We don't count that. Uh, I got it, you. No, I I don't count that you made Lola Bunny win my best fictional uh, <laughs> basketball tournament. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Also, I assume there's footage somewhere of you sobbing while watching Dwayne Wade in the Chicago jersey, screaming, we all know you're coming back. There Dwayne. is we there is, there is video of me sobbing uh, at, for during Dwayne Wade's last game against Brooklyn. There is video of that somewhere on online. Uh, yeah, I, that's, and that's why, again, I don't, I understand this is locked on Warriors. This is a Warriors podcast. I'm talking with a Warriors fan, talking to who, and mostly it's Warriors fans listening to this podcast. And I keep talking about Dwayne Wade in Miami, but I, I do that just to personalize things and just tell you and Warriors fans listening, as somebody who got to experience this chapter in its completion, I am so excited for you. And when, when LeBron James left in 2014 and the dynasty in Miami was over, it took a really long time to get back to the finals and it, got, it took a really long time to get back to the winning ways that we had been accustomed to when Dwayne Wade was doing Dwayne Wade things. Um, and it was frustrating and it was really hard. And I feel, I just, I see Warriors fans experiencing the same thing. This want to be back at the mountaintop so desperately, this complete lack of patience for what this is right now, a middling team for this 500 type of basketball that they're playing uh, and the frustrations that they're feeling. But I'll say this, don't take this for granted. What you're seeing from Steph is a really great chapter. 
chances are that the Warriors will compete at a high level again. There's some You still have Steph playing at an MVP level. I think we're going to get a second peak from Steph Curry in regards to his prime here, uh, especially if they start leaning more into this isolation stuff. I think it's just going to be a really cool other chapter of Steph's career when we look back on it. But when when he's doing that and ticking off these records and his total tallies – just keep increasing and he just ascends even higher and higher to the point where he is going to be uncatchable on these leaderboards. Don't take that for granted as frustrating as these times are because it's really exciting and it's really special. And it's not every, there's a a team wins a championship every year. No, very few fan bases ever, not just now ever got to experience or get to experience something like Warriors fans get to have with Steph Curry right now. You are completely right. And I'm going to add context i guessed um because the the warrior fan you are talking to is just a subsect of the warrior fandom you're talking to the people who started rooting when they had already made it to like the western conference finals or something right because hopefully there's a giant group of warrior fans who've seen way worse than this who were here during the kohan era and knew that there was no hope for success whatsoever whereas now they still have a general manager and a ownership that's going to spend big money but I, uh, I digress. Here's what I want to say. We throw around terms in everyday life without really thinking about them. I do it all the time. That's important to remember here because the term we use for stuff is generational talent, right? We, we hear that left and right. I throw it around. I'm sure Warrior fans do. Think about what that means. It means we are never going to see a player of his talent on our team for a generation. You know, this, this is it. This is our guy. And I understand that if you have filet mignon every single night after you know, however many years he's played, you may not recognize the quality of your meal anymore, right? It's, it's routine. But that, that's what's happened. We are watching an incredible player on a nightly basis take the time and understand how lucky we are and appreciate it. Because the chances of this happening again are almost zero. Is filet mignon your fancy steak of choice? I couldn't think of anything else. I really, I'm actually like literally my back is now covered with sweat because I couldn't think of something else. I was going to go like surf and turf. I was going to throw a lobster. There's a lot of options that were flying around, Wes. And that, that's where I left. I, I almost even panicked on how to say it. I wasn't sure on the mignon part. I think I've said it right, but I, you know. No, you nailed, you nailed that, that French mignon <laughs> or whatever. Uh, to me, to me, the, the height of gluttony at a restaurant is like that seafood tower that is only ever paid oh, with with yeah. an expense account. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that, that, to me, is the height of gluttony. And if you have a seafood tower every night, first of all, not great. Uh, you should probably go to a doctor or something because I can't imagine that immediately. That's, oh, immediately. That, yeah. too much mercury or something is involved there. But Oh, you're dying. Yeah, you're dying probably soon. Yeah. Uh, I like a filet mignon. I understand the reason why it's thrown around as the steak uh, of of fanciness, uh, but I would much prefer just like a really nice, like aged ribeye or something. I think that the filet is actually a little overrated. I think that as I go forward and somebody asks me, what's your favorite steak of fanciness? I'm going to have to throw out ribeye. I mean, you've, you've, you've helped me push this down. In fact, I don't know what your editing technology is, but if possible, if you could go back and put in seafood tower, to everywhere I said filet mignon, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. I think it would help us both. We could put if we go back and put seafood tower everywhere we said Steph Curry. This would be a very confusing podcast, but uh, <laughs> enjoyable to listen to. I think. 
Um, Bram, <laughs> thanks so much for jumping on with me. Uh, we can, I can only have done this show with you the way that we just did it. So uh, your perspective, always appreciated. Um, you can find, uh, well, tell people where they could find you instead of me doing it. Yeah, um, uh, we do our own podcast called The Where's Huddle. It is everywhere podcasts are housed. Very popular. Uh, hop on on Apple. You can hop on uh, Stitcher, all the other places that have podcasts. And if you want to have any more of our takes on social media, we're kind of limited, but we're on Twitter at Filet Mignon. No, jokes. Uh, uh, we are. We are at uh, Warriors Huddle. Um, and yeah, we really appreciate it, man. The, the pleasure was mine. I love coming on this show. I love listening to this show. So thanks for the opportunity. You are a filet mignon and a seafood tower of a guest. So it's always appreciated. <laughs> Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them over to wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. I'll see you here tomorrow morning.